It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Hey, what's up, guys? Thank you for tuning in to Fast Pitch Travel Tampa Bay, where we discuss the amazing things happening in the world of fast pitch softball in the Tampa Bay area. My name is Coach DJ. If you are interested in travel softball, coaching, tournaments, players, tips, etc., you have found the right podcast for you. We are starting out with an amazing special guest. I'm super excited to get this guy on here. I had the privilege of coaching against this guy this past season, and I got to know him a little bit, which honestly has been a huge blessing for me personally, because we've been able to kind of talk back and forth about strategy, about girls, a lot of the things that we were dealing with. He's without a doubt one of the toughest coaches I've ever faced and gone against. It felt like, honestly, every time we played him, it was like a heavyweight fight where he, he would land one and it'd be this, you know, this huge round for them and they'd win it and then we'd come back and strategize and get them the next time and then they'd come back the next time and strategize and get it and it's just we constantly had to modify our approach stay one step ahead I felt like he was doing the same I knew he would be prepared he finished this season with an incredible season the manager of the 10U Clearwater Bullets the one and only Boyd Farmer Boyd welcome to Fast Pitch Travel Tampa Bay hey Dale thanks for having me man well so we are here right now at timeout uh, located in Seminole um, no lie one of my favorite things here is they have this jalapeno popper dip unbelievable so if you're if you're listening to this and you're in that area, you want to come to watch a game, watch the NFL, hockey, whatever, come get the jalapeno bopper dip. It's a cool vibe, really cool place. The wait staff's great. So come check it out. They're, they're always open. I think it's like 11 until 3 a.m. So a really cool vibe, really cool place to come get. And the food's incredible. So let's get right into this because I want to really pick your brain. And I have a couple of things that we're going we're gonna to hit on with this. And the first one I want to do is the P's of success. And for me, you know, I, I, I find that whenever I'm building a team, if I, if I do well on these P's of success, it's going to be a successful season. Yep. And so the first one I want to pick your brain on is your player choice, your player selection. How big is is that to you? And, and how do you really go about choosing between the girls when, you're, when you guys have tryouts? Okay, so we put our name out there through social media. We got a good following this past summer. We had about 45 girls trying out for our 10U team. That's a lot. We pulled from all over the place. We from from Lakeland to Sarasota, all around the, the Bay Area. The biggest thing I look for are athletes. 
Obviously, you want a pitcher or two that is a bona fide stud, and if you can find one of those, you're going to have a heck of a team. But in general, I don't have the biggest teams, but I probably have one of the faster teams and girls that are willing to play all spots. I want softball players. I don't want a shortstop. I don't want a center fielder. I don't want a pitcher. I don't want a catcher. I want ball players. So they all get a lot of work. That's what I'm looking at at the tryouts. That's the most important thing is you can make them, you can make something out of athletes. What are some of those processes that you and, and maybe even the Bullets organization do that you think maybe just a bit differently than other travel programs out there? Well, the process is, I don't know how different the processes are from other teams. I don't really, the, the only other, I'm exposed to Mad Beach, and then I've been around other coaches. I kind of know they're, it's, we're kind of following mostly the same path. I think we just, our process is just, is, is just really, well, like I, I'll just say it again, we were able to get the girls multiple looks. Mul multiple looks at all these girls. They got comfortable with me. They got comfortable with all the coaches. All of us coaches had an input. I was the head coach of my 10U team, but I had everybody's input. And finally, it was up to me, obviously. I had a pretty good idea of my plan of what it's supposed to look like. It looks like what it's supposed to look like. A real fast practice, real active. The girls are constantly moving. And that's huge. You know, that's one of the things that I've, you know, I've tried to always do with teams that I have is really keep them active, keep them moving, try to keep it competitive. You know, I like to make little competitions. You know, when you're building your team, you talked about how you, you know, you were looking for a strong pitcher and you definitely have that with Macy. You know, mm -hmm. she's fantastic. And then um, is it Aria? Aria is really good too. You know, speed wise, I told, I was funny. Um, I saw Gracie in a tournament, mm -hmm. uh, our last tournament that we played. She was, she was playing and I was, I was coaching third while we were up. She was playing third and I went up. I was like, girl, I was like, do you know how many nightmares you give me? Every, <laughs> I just wake up and you're standing on first base. And then I look again and you're on third base. Mm -hmm. Ridiculous speed. But you, you guys are very balanced. And the one thing that I, you know, we've had conversations, you and I, yeah. you know, defensively, you're one of the toughest teams that we've ever seen, you know, when we played against anybody. And I just knew, you know, if you're not getting solid hits, it's very, very tough to, to continue any kind of rally against you guys. What's that? You know, are you looking for that specific when you're looking for your girls? Are you looking for people that have a defensive kind of acumen? Yep. And that is, that was my, that's the way I played. And not the biggest, 5'8", uh, hundred and nothing. So I had to, you know, I wasn't going to jack the ball out of the park. So I had to make myself valuable to the team, be a lockdown defender. And I just, I preach time and time again, and my girls, it is no secret, make the routine play. Make the routine play, especially at our 10U level. Their minds can get spinning really quickly. And they can lose their focus. But if you just keep it on, if you got second and third or first and third, 99% of the time, make the routine play. Just make the routine play. I just, I hammer, hammer, hammer that. Hammer that. And from the outfield, don't short hop infielders. Throw it, give them a, give them a freaking three hop. Yeah, give them a clean hop. Don't, don't, don't short hop them. Don't try to right there. So I try to, try to bring them down to earth a little bit, like, I know you all have arms. I've seen your arms. You're on the team because you have good arms. But I'm not concerned about that. I want accurate. I want catchable balls. 
So that's why we were tough defensively, is that we just didn't really hurt ourselves too much. And that's just a lot of, that's a lot of routine soft, soft hands practice. Um, and that kind of, you know, that goes into, you know, one of the other P's that I have on here for the P's of success is preparedness. And, you know, I feel like being prepared, you know, is when you can kind of make that baseline level, make the routines, mm -hmm. then you're out, then you, you allow yourself as a coach to then work with the girls on the other things. You know, you you can work on, you know, if they want to be that player that's diving for balls, mm -hmm. you can teach them the proper ways to do that. But if, if you're not prepared, if you haven't prepared them enough in practice, to just make the routine plays, you make that one diving play, yeah, you're gonna get crowd reaction, but you've also got four errors in the game. Yep. That one play, probably not gonna make up for the four errors, but if you made those four plays, it makes up for that one ball that you couldn't dive for and make yep. that play. We knew going against you, you know, I knew you had speed. I knew you were gonna utilize that. I knew that if you were able to put bunts down and we didn't make plays that you were gonna you know it was gonna be a track meet you know with the speed that you have and and you mentioned the girls kind of head spinning you, you you make one play at third they don't field it they make a bad throw now they're they're beating themselves up first base doesn't make a play pitcher doesn't make they're beating themselves up and then before you know it you've scored eight runs on bunts and you know it's it's a very tough thing to come back from because now you become a one-dimensional team and I just feel like as an organization when I've watched even your 12 you you 12 you teams you know, the one thing that's very consistent with all of you guys, you guys are very, very well prepared for each opponent you have. Yeah. And and I think a lot of that just goes into what you guys are doing as, you know, as an organization within your practice time, you know, having having the facilities, being able to really get to know the girls, because that's mm -hmm. another big, huge thing for me is you really got to know them. Show them a serious, like, this is, I care about your nutrition. I care about your sleep. When you know your kid, I mean, I know, I know, you know, my daughter Madison, I know her. I can yeah. look at her and see when she's tired. She's a lot like me where she'll get kind of, she has her social battery where she's out there hanging with her friends. And then, and I never had a problem with her staying up late. She was very much like me. Eight, eight o'clock hit, 8.30 hit. And she's like, I'm checking out. I mean, yep. it's too loud. They're, they're yelling, screaming, running around. And that's not her. So she wants to go get focused. And so she's going to go and she's going to focus on something, whether it's, you know, reading a book usually not that but it's usually mm -hmm. a tablet or a tv or a show and she'll get laser focused into that a lot of times she, if there's video of the games that she just played she'll go and watch that um but she just wants to wind down she yep. doesn't want noise she doesn't want a bunch of movement you know and i know her and i can tell based off of her face based off of her actions when she needs to go do that and that's when i'll be like oh yep i'm gonna go take her and we're gonna go back to the room yeah we talked a little bit about practice you know, you. I think for you guys, um, you guys are two nights, two nights a week typically. Two nights. Sometimes we get a third night of just hitting. So yeah, at so, two two nights. They're generally practice starts at five, uh, and we go to about seven, seven thirty. Practice starts at five, but I'm there at four thirty. My everybody's pretty much there at four thirty because that's when we do our tee work, soft toss. Uh, heavy bat, heavy balls. So that, that's when we work all that stuff in. And then I generally throw a round of batting practice uh, to start it off. Two and a half hours seems like a lot, but it flies by. Absolutely. Yeah, you never never have enough time mm -hmm. for 
practice. The last one that I have from the P's, the progress measurement. And this one's big. I'm, I'm a big stats guy. I don't measure stats because I'm looking for who's the best, but I use stats as an evaluator. What are some ways that you guys are really tracking and utilizing, you know, how your girls are getting better? Well, like you said, the stats, uh, we, I, we do Game Changer and a book. We also, one thing that I'm going to implement this spring that John did last spring with our team is going to have the girls keep charts, mostly for hitting. They're going to keep, we keep a quality at bat chart. We did that last spring. They have something like that on Game Changer if you go into the advanced stats. And it just helps the girls really realize what a quality at bat is. Not just the batting average, but a lot as you're on base, but that quality at bat, are you getting the job done? What if you need to move somebody over the bunt? That's a quality at bat. Yeah. Are you hitting the ball hard? Like if you barrel one up, that's yeah. a quality if you have, you know, you, you move a runner over, you see six pitches in an at bat. So that's where we try to really like, not just go up there and see ball hit ball. Think about what you're doing. Think about if we have a runner on second base with nobody out. Try to get that ground ball to the right side and move her over. And that's next thing you know, we scratch across the run. Yeah, that was big for us. I mean, we this past season, you know, I was very, I really told the girls, I'm really only interested in a couple of a couple of stats. You know, um, you know, I now I look at all of them and I gauge all of them personally, but. We, we set out a goal for ours where our team, our team strategy, our team philosophy was doubles hunting. You know, basically what that was, was I want them looking to take extra bases mm -hmm. um, if they can. So I want them running hard out of the box, trying to get a double. And we were gonna reward extra base hits and we were gonna reward um, quality at bats. And uh, there's an example, a mutual friend, he was my assistant coach, Greg. Um, his daughter, Mia, yeah one of the smartest players that I've ever coached, super sweet kid. Yep. I went to her and in All-Stars and even in the uh, the past travel season, she finished the season and she only had like 11 quality at bats out of her out of the whole season. And it, what it was was she was she was up there hacking and she would she would hit the ball, she would hit get and get a lot of hits. So her average was fantastic. All of her other stats were really good, but she would fall behind in counts. She would chase, she'd foul off a ball, she'd foul off a ball and then she'd focus and then put it in play but a lot of times she was hitting a pitcher's pitch and having to fight through that so I went to her and was just like Mia you know one of the things I want you to improve on is your quality at bats and of course Mia you know you know Mia Mia asked immediately asked me you know 20 questions mm -hmm. about whether quality at bat was which was awesome because I love talking about it so I go over everything that's a quality at bat and so she's you know she's I can see it like it's turning it's it's getting into her head she's like so basically you know, I, I want longer. I want longer at bats. I want to see more pitches. You know, if I'm up there, I'm fouling them off. I'm not always chasing the first one. If I do this, if I get sacrificed bunts, if I'm doing all of these things. So she's, you know, the wheels are turning. Mm -hmm. In the first tournament, she comes out and I think she got 20 something quality at bats and wow. smashed what she did all of the season before. But it was just because she was applying yep. what we had talked about. And it was huge. I mean, she was one of the leaders on the team this this past season for the quality at bats, and it also translated to her other stats. I think she was our batting average. I think she had the highest average on the team. Um, she was one of the higher ones in extra base hits. One of the higher ones in RBI. You know, and so she she really took what we were talking about, you know, and did it. And she got more patient at the plate. She was hitting you know, more hitters pitches instead of chasing pitchers pitches behind in counts. She became a really disciplined and smart hitter. And you could just see the, you know, see the 
results, and I'm a very big, I, I, one of the things I say all the time is, you know, focus on the process, the results will be what they, what they are. Yep. And I feel like the extra base hits, the RBIs, the batting average, the hit totals, all of those things, if your process is right, you're putting a good swing on a good pitch, at the end of the season, those stats will be there. You can tell it. I mean, you can... You don't have to look at this. Yeah, you see the you see the batting average, and you see somebody who had two at bats. They got a hit, so they're batting 500. But then you got Mia, who goes up there and battles her tail off, and maybe she only bats 300, but she was whatever six for 18 or something. You know, so it's just yeah. But you got girls who can a couple girls that are willing to have the walks and the hits together so that's where you know that's to me like when you're really like helping everybody out helping the team out is when you're you know when you get the pitches you're going to be aggressive yeah but you're not going to go chasing out of this zone that was one thing that i was very very pleased with my team overall this year was their selectiveness at bat couple times it drove me nuts because i cannot stand striking out watching i just that i'm right with you i can't stand it just be aggressive at the same time i don't know what to say because they are they were not a that they were good i mean they were did fine they didn't chase a lot of balls a lot a lot of high pitches that's a tough pitch and you were saying 35 feet those big dog pitchers it's so hard maddie macy it's so hard they're not going to give up many solid hits the entire season. If yep. they make, I mean, sometimes you got to get. Especially when they can locate like those two can. When they can like, locate, there's only really one way to have any sort of possible consistency, and that's to mix up, to make the defense work yep. by forcing them to bunt, yep. forcing them to field a bunt. And that comes back to our routine plays. We were yep. talking this make that routine play, make that play. And it's hard, you know, like, and you, and you know you have those good bats. I mean, I remember having conversations with Maddie uh, right before we were playing you, and it was, you know, basically the game plan was Gracie's probably going to be leading off. Do not let her get on base. Like, she'll, if she, you know, she may not be able to catch up to your fastball if you're locating um, it, it consistently, but you know she'll put a good bunt down. If she does, you've got to make the play because if she gets on, I was like, what we cannot allow happen is her to wreak havoc on the base pass and then you lose focus on the next batter who gets on. Yeah. We cannot have people on base when Macy gets up because Macy, unless you make perfect pitches, she's going to put something in play, and she's going to put it in play hard. And with people on base, that's a very different thing. If Macy just gets up there and rips a double, we may be okay. You may be able to navigate out of that. If she's, there's people on base, she's going to hurt you. And so that was our that was our plan. You've got to be pinpoint with her. You know, we had to be pinpoint with pretty much everybody. Um in your lineup and then honestly you know your your daughter um probably put put together the toughest at bat anybody had against maddie i, I want to say it was like 12 13 14 pitches she struck out she got the strike that out, was a but, strike but that's a good at bat i will take that at bat and i think her next long. at bat she got up and got, a, got hit, a hit though. yeah so that, you know but that's she, well, that's what i'm battled. talking about i'm okay with a strikeout and you're being aggressive like that you could tell she was on it you could tell matt maddie was on it and uh, I was going to say this before you complimented my daughter, but if Maddie and Macy are hitting their spots, good luck. Right. 
that's not going to happen. Yeah. I mean, I think you guys no hit us the night before. So that's going to happen. Yeah. It's going to happen. If those girls are feeling it and they're throwing a couple miles an hour faster, I don't know how any of them get around on the ball at 35 feet. It, it's impressive what they can do. But, gonna... So with that said, and that's where it just comes back down to those fundamentals, fundamentals, fundamentals. And especially yeah. you're playing these good teams. They're going to have good pitching. So you got to you got to take as a hitter you got to think where yeah, you put this ball down and now that's where be, we're starting to think like ball players yeah. they're starting to see that themselves it and doesn't have so to come fun. from me yeah that's so much fun is seeing you know because i love i mean as a coach i'm sure you're the same way i love coaching players like mia and maddie and um you know and a player that i have is uh, natalie just so smart in the ways that they're and you see it they're they're starting to learn they're becoming students of the game they really are liking to learn why things happen so when they get up and they're doing it at bat understanding you know going up there looking for a specific location of a pitch if it's not there not just swinging to swing waiting trying to be patient and then when they have to be defensive you know down then they get there whereas before it was just see ball hit ball if it's in the zone yeah. swing and you know, but they weren't necessarily putting their best swing on it. Now they're going up, looking for a pitch, looking to do damage. And to me, that's the funnest part is seeing yeah. girls come from, you know, just girls up there with a bat in their hand to becoming polished and seasoned hitters. Yep. That's the funnest part for me. I love seeing that on all sides of the ball. That's it. That That's it. Then, and, and, you know, the good coaches are the people who, and who make those girls aware of what a good at bat is, you know, definitely. You let them know, and you explain to them like you did with Mia, like 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 I've done with the, my girls, and they're like, "Hey, this is you know, this is what this is what a good team does. They put together good at bats. Now the defense is going to make plays. You know, you're a Hall of Famer in the big leagues if you bat 300, right? So that's three out of ten at bats where you're getting an, an actual hit. So all you can control is is your discipline at the plate, and when you hit that ball. You, you know, get me a barrel. Hit it as hard as you can because you know what? Especially as they get older, those girls are only going to get bigger and faster. So you hit the ball some, you hit a ball right now and you think you hit a shot. It's right at a shortstop and it eats somebody up on kind yeah. of a kind of a lesser team. That ain't, that is not happening here in the next couple of years. Yeah, everybody we play is going to be good. They can field their position. It's just going to get better and better and better and faster and bigger and stronger each yeah, year. Definitely. One of the things that I find very important as a coach, um, and it's something that I don't think everybody thinks about, what are those big values for you? The lo- loyalty to me is probably about the, that. That's about it. Yeah, loyalty and co- commitment. I don't mind if the girls go guest play, but I, I feel like you better be like, be loyal enough to us to, to give me a heads up and you know and I'm just going to be honest with you if we've played two weeks in a row and you want to go guest and in season I kind of discourage it but off season I get it it's okay especially people who have friends in other areas and that's fine so that loyalty and I go down to that um, the commitment is you know I expect you to be at practice I, I expect you to be at practice and I know it's tough because people are going a million different directions, but it's not too much to ask two two nights a week. Not, not only because you, you know your daughter needs it needs it to be a 
learn exactly get just get more reps get get more swings get more ground balls learn more of our first and third defense or bunt defense and stuff that they all can improve on and it's it's difficult with that i mean i you know we'll uh you know i kind of got in high school and I, I told you this story on the phone but um i got my position at third base it wasn't the starting position right away because we had a junior we had a junior ahead of me and we had a senior ahead of me and i was a freshman at um third base i was you know and the coaches they would not let anybody pitch that was a freshman and even though i kept telling him i can pitch i can pitch i can pitch he was just not interested in freshman pitching whatever so third base was kind of what i went for and there was a junior ahead of me and he was phenomenal and then uh, a senior was right under him and he was he was good but he was not uncatchable and so I worked hard, I worked hard, I worked hard. Well, there was a period where he missed a few practices, um, and I don't even remember. He had a valid reason for it. It wasn't like he was just, you know, being a crappy teammate. He had a good reason for it, and then he missed he missed a game. And so what happened was, was I was getting a ton of extra. I was basically eating up his reps in our practices because our other third baseman is also, he was also one of our pitchers. So when he pitched, you know, the other guy would play third base. Well, now he was slated to pitch, so I got my shot at third base, and I had a ton of reps that week, and I, I was busting my butt, So I, but I got that opportunity. Well, in that game that he missed, I think I went three for four. I had like four, three doubles. I drove in like six runs, um, and so the coach was really intrigued by a freshman that was you know putting up numbers like that, so he wanted to see what I could do. So the next time around, I kind of was in that 2A, you know, on the depth chart thing. Well, when the next game came around, he gave me that shot instead of the other guy. Well, the other guy got, he was livid. You know, he, he, he felt like his position was gone. And so he basically up and quit the team. But my whole thing with the practice thing is, is you never know when that opportunity that you give somebody, they're going to shine and show a coach something. And as a coach, we have to look into it you know it may be something that we didn't see before so we have to take a look at it and your attitude of how you know how you handle that will determine a lot yep. you know if, if if he would have been i think if he would have been like you know hey he, i heard you did really well like you know good job and and busted his butt back in practice he probably earned his spot back yep. um because again i was a freshman i was talented but i was a freshman he was a senior he knew all the little tricks of the trade but his attitude wasn't that. His attitude was that he got beat out by a freshman and he, you know, ended up up and quitting. And that's just one of the things with, with practice with me is, you know, I'm always going to reward the kids that are there yes. because practice goes on. And you kind of mentioned if you're going over defensive plays and strategies, and we talked about that preparedness, if I'm gearing up towards a tournament, some of our tournaments that we play in, you know, um, USFA, I don't know if PGF and them do it, but if they go through like Sync Sports app, you can see the teams that are registered before you get there. If I see teams like Santa Fe, Inferno, Bullets, Team Tampa, you know, these teams that I know that there's, it's going to be a battle, I'm game planning. We're putting in new wrinkles in those practice. If a player misses it and they're in a key position, I can't play them when we play that opponent in that spot because they haven't gone over what we need. I, I, I'm not convinced yet that they know. So practice is huge, um, you know, especially when you, you know, you, two nights a week, I mean, we, we talked about this on the phone, two nights, two nights a week for parents and stuff like that in everyday life may seem like a lot, even after two and a half hours. It's really not. I mean, we were, when I was in high school, we were practicing every single night of the week, and it was probably three and a half hours every single day. 
Uh, and it, I honestly, I want to say it was longer than that. Like, I, I think yeah. we, we got there. We got out of school at 2. Practice was at 4. And I want to say we were done 8, 30, 9 o'clock. So that's like five hours of practice Monday through Friday. Yeah, especially before the season. Yeah. When you're – before you start really get before you start the game schedule yeah it's i john vigu the coach of the older 12u team he has a, and i've seen him do it to his he has some pretty good girls and i've seen him do it if they miss if they miss practice they don't start the next game and it, it it's not a punishment it's not a punishment at all but it's 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 not going to punish other girls that yep. were there um you know that's just part of it and he's up front he's honest that's what happens and that's how so you if have you to miss it then you go to the end of the lineup or you're sitting on defense yep. and 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 it happens to his i've seen it with his number three hitter and um, i think you have to i think it just when you don't do stuff like that you know i think there's organizations that it's it's different you know when you're all about if you're an organization and you're all about the win and that's 100% of why you do what you do is just winning rings and trophies and stuff like that. You know, I, one, I, I kind of feel bad for those those organizations that, you know, if, and I don't want to, like, chastise them or, you know, degrade too much. But if that's all you have is winning rings and trophies and stuff like that, I really, I feel sorry for that. For me, I you know, I enjoy, I enjoy the success of the girls. I like, I, I want to win. I'm competitive. But I want to win because I want the girls' hard work. I want them to realize that the hard work that they put in this season, this the two weeks, whatever it is leading up to the tournament, has paid off. That the plan that we did, the goals that we set and we executed, that they they paid off. That's why I like the win. It's not because I just want a collection of rings at my house or on my shelf. Or so. What kind of message then are you sending to the girls if? I come to practice all the time. I'm here and I've never missed a practice. But this person misses practice and then they always play and I always sit. What message is that? Well, you, you sit them and the parents and the girl realizes real quick that, you know what? I mean, if you got to... Almost everything that my girls miss, it's legitimate. Sure. And that's fine. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. You, you still got school stuff you got to do. Yeah. You still, that's good. We encourage that. But I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm not going to punish somebody else for making it to practice. I'm going to give, you know what I mean? It's yeah. not a, it's just, they made the effort to be there at practice for whatever reason. You didn't. And it's just kind of a no-brainer to yeah. me it's yeah, just not even like a thing and i think if we approach it that way with the parents and be like you know this is just the way it's going to be just so you know just so you know when you miss go to the end of the lineup you're not starting on defense yeah. you get in in the thing i mean i'm yeah, very you're very play. you're gonna play probably the second inning <laughs> but just what it is so you know when you get to those types of things it starts to run into some of kind of the you know the the problems that travel teams face um you know when you look on social media and facebook and stuff the uh, the biggest thing that people say with travel and problems generally comes down to parents um yeah you know for me you know my big thing with parents is that i i, I get 
you know, personally, I believe every parent should believe their kid is fantastic. You know, whatever, you know, when you look, when I look at my kid, you should have the parent goggles on, you should have the blinders on. You should be self-aware though. You need, you need to be realistic and understand where your kid is great and where they need work so that you have a, an actual goal of how they can get better. You know, I look at, you know, my daughter Maddie and I know she has a good arm. I know she can hit, she, you know, I've known she's got some power. She's a strong kid, but she's not the fastest. We've, it's something we're working on. She needs to get more, you know, um, physically athletic. You know, she's a very good athlete in softball skill set, but as an overall athlete, you know, she's got to get to know her body and become more athletic with, you know, things like that. So she knows it. It's conversations that we have. You know, I'm not mean about it. I'm definitely like, but this is how we get yep. better. This is how we reach this goal that you set. We've got to get, we've got to do this. And I think more parents need to be honest about that. Um, but one of the things that I find, and it's it's one of my big pet peeves, is I'll see coaches, and, the, and you always have the, the, talk, the conversation with a parent, and a parent wants to come up and tell you why their kids should be playing this position or that position or whatever. And for me, what I'm looking for is, I, I kind of call it the sell your kid method. Um, I don't mean to go and actually sell your kid mm -hmm. to somebody, but when basically you're you're a salesperson as a parent, you're trying to get something from me. You want your your kid to be playing this position or whatever. I need to know why, and I need you to do it in a way without bashing somebody else's kid, because that's what a lot of the parents will do is they'll come up and they'll say, "Well, so and so made four errors, so my kid should play third. You didn't sell your kid though. Like, yeah, she made four errors, but I haven't seen anything in practice to say that your kid wouldn't have made six. And I don't want to get into that conversation with a parent. I'm not trying to bash any of the girls. But so my thing is, is if I wanted for Maddie and I'm coming to you and I'll use, the, I'll use you as an example. And let's say, you know, let's say Macy, you know, let's say they're on the same team, which holy crap, would that be scary? Um, but Macy's getting a start against somebody you and I have a conversation and I come up to you and I'm like, you know, hey, I really think Maddie should start against Santa Fe, whatever. Um, I'm going to sell Maddie on why Maddie's good. I would never bash Macy. Macy's phenomenal. So I'm not going to say, well, Macy struggles with this. No, I'm going to say Maddie does this really, really well. This team hits like this. This team does that. This is why I think Maddie would be better. Not that Macy couldn't do it. I just think Maddie would be a good fit for this particular one because of the things that Maddie does well, because of her strengths, not because of Macy's perceived weaknesses. How do you, do you get that a lot? Like do parents come up to you where they're, they're bashing other kids versus selling their kid? So our situations are a tad bit different. I realize that these, these parents just got with me last August. August. Um, I didn't have a whole lot of that per se. I've seen it on other teams. Gotcha. I've seen it on our old, other team, older team. And the way you're saying it is exactly the way you should. I cannot, especially the air thing. I guess I have seen that before. Some people said, "Why is she playing here or there?" Because make air or whatever. It's like I got that. I'm trying to put together the best kind of formula and plan right. to win this game, to, to be a successful team. My answer almost always is, do you watch practice? <laughs> 
Nice. Because even though it's four hours, four and a half, five hours total a week of yeah. practice time we're able to get, it fits the same people making these same mistakes or at, all over. I mean, at all. Then it doesn't matter if it's kid A, B, or C. Sure. It's, that's what it is. And I'm just doing my best to put the girls out there that I think are going to defensively make our routine place. That's all I care about. Like I said in the beginning, that's all I care about is making the routine play. Who do I trust to make those routine plays consistently? They're all going to make theirs. They're all going to make theirs. They're all going to strike out. They're all going to do it all. Yeah. So, but let's just play the odds. Okay. As far as those parents coming up and bad-mouthing somebody else, I, I just, I've heard it and it dumbfounds me. I, I really don't even have, I don't even know what, I should probably think about this a little bit harder <laughs> because I don't know what I would say to somebody if they were like, if you came up to me and were like, Macy sucks or this or that. <laughs> I wouldn't yeah, say, or would say she can't do this. Like, no, why are you saying that? What you're saying is exactly the way you should. Yeah. Like approach it. That's the way you would approach anything to me. Like explain, sell yourself. Don't yeah. bash somebody else. Because yeah. it just it doesn't. You know, it doesn't I would be sense. starting Macy because in my mind, I saw something that yeah. she provides that yeah. maybe maybe I needed Maddie and game two. And I was just and gonna Maddie got Maddie pitched game two, so Maddie's skills maybe lighten up there. And and that's, there's a million reasons and, and why. That's, and I was just gonna get to decision. that is that you don't you know as a parent we don't always know the big picture. So and most of the time we don't know the big picture. You know, we know what we see going out on the field in the first. So, it, you know, if I come up to you to have that conversation, for me as a coach, I'm very calculated. I've thought about, I've thought about the lineup probably for Days. ever. You know, um, and especially in the tournaments where we know the team. You know, and some of them they release it on Thursday, and it's hilarious because. Literally, my mind does not think about anything other than this tournament from Thursday on. So when the Thursday drops and we know who we're playing, we're, you know, uh, we're playing a tournament this coming weekend in um, Palmetto, and Maddie and I are already counting down the days to Thursday because she knows. And I don't even, I'm not even, I'm not even a manager of this team, but just so that we can start having the conversations of, you know, what to look for. And again, she's new. She's new to 12U. So I don't even know what we're expecting. I don't know anything about these other girls that we're playing in this tournament um, other than maybe we played against them in the 10U level and they moved up, you know, kind of with us. But there's just something, there's a very exciting thing when that schedule drops. But, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm processing, I'm thinking about all of those things. So as a parent, I don't know that. You know, I don't know that I really need Maddie to go against this one because this is a tough opponent. And maybe this opponent, you know, maybe you know something about Macy where you know she used to play for that coach and so she, you, you know her that maybe she's like she's she's gonna feel weird and you know maybe even awkward i don't get that from her i think she's kind of a competitor and be like yeah, yeah she's a competitor it's it's, it's she, going down yeah or she wants to play it you know yeah. so there's other things that go into it that you know maybe macy came up to you in practice and said coach i want that game and you can look in her eyes and be like yep, yep. you know she's she's got it she wants it and in Maddie's case, you know, Maddie has no, Maddie's going to go out and pitch because she's a competitor, but she doesn't have that fire in her eyes for that particular opponent. Yep. We don't know that as a parent. So 
give the coach the com. You know, you know, yeah, you can give him the conversation, but don't go up bashing. You know, with a way to bat- like go up with selling your kid, and then you can have that conversation with the coach. And it's about the game. It's about strategy. No coach minds. I, I wouldn't think talking strategy of the game. They're coaching it because they love it. Yeah. So that's kind of my thing with parents. So parents out there, if you're listening, you know, sell your kid. Um, don't bash anybody else. If you can't put another kid and negatively in your mouth when you go to do it, go home, re-strategize, and then come back and point out the good things of why you think your kid. You know, if a co- if a girl comes to me, the, this other brings me to another point that I like, um, especially now, 10, 10 U, 12 U on, I think, you know, as coaches for me, I'm trying to, to get some independence and responsibility in these girls. I'm going to be much more likely to grant a request if the girl herself comes to me and not and not the parent. If a girl comes to me and says, Coach, um, I've really been working at third base. Can you take a look at me? Yeah. I'm going to make sure that I put you there in practice and I'm going to give you a ton of reps or I'm going to take a look at you before practice or after practice or something like that. Because for a kid, I understand, for a kid to go up to an adult and have that conversation takes a lot. And so the courage that it took for them to come up and do that, um, I'm, I'm going to be more likely to do that than a coach that just or a parent that comes up and says, "Hey, my daughter, you know, wants to know if she can play third base." I'm kind of like, "Well, why didn't she come and tell me?" Yeah. You know, because I want to have that kind of relationship. I want that interpersonal relationship with my players, where, you know, ultimately, I would love it if they're seeing things on the field. Hey, coach, they're doing this every time. You know, I had a couple of girls uh, this past season that would see things like, hey, one of them came in and said, hey, when number seven gets on base, every time she gets to second base, she she kind of like hops back and forth off off the base and it's a circle violation. I'm like, okay. I was like, so you can you can draw attention to the umpire. I was like, but I'll tell him. So if you're in an inning like that, you know, don't wait till the inning's over. Let's get the out then. And um, I was like, get the umpire, point it out. Let him know that he's doing it. Just walk up to him and kind of like jokingly like talk to him. And then when he sees it, he'll be watching for it. And then when it happens, he'll make the call. Have Having your girls do that, I think, is huge. And so that's one of the things as a, as a manager, as a coach, that I'm trying to do. I want the girls to be responsible. I want them to have that relationship with me. Um, so parents, push your kids to have them go talk to the coach. I think all of that, a lot of that comes in. I was very, very happy with my season, not just the record and tournament-wise. That's fun. But more importantly the the growth in these girls and really was a good knock on wood it really was a good group of girls that you know i kept the atmosphere light i kept it in and i kept it like hard working my expectations they know what i'm expecting parents or no i kept it light i kept it fun i joke with them so i because i want and i can definitely tell that just coming back this back to back to work this past uh, two weeks this is our second week back of practicing it seemed like those girls you know when they're this young a couple months is it's like could be night and day with a lot of these girls Huge. especially their their confidence I have there's one girl in particular that was just she's quiet by nature she's just a quiet sweet little girl She's quiet, I guess, with me and the other coaches. But when she came back this after Christmas, she's she's talking a lot more, like nice. cut, cutting up, having jokes. So I can just tell that, it, and everybody's pretty much bought in. Um, I I feel I'm sure people have their own little issues. If, yeah. 
innings here or pitching there and at bats and I understand that I certainly do um, but I think they all they all trust that I'm have the best interest for all the girls as a team I think for any people wanting to get into it is absolutely just just be yourself and ha like have those girls those parents are going to want their girls to pitch more sure they just are and I don't blame them I would too yeah get more at bats I don't blame them I would too but I explained to them what I explained do you watch practice do you watch who our other pitchers are so we have four pretty decent pitchers we have top two and then uh, AJ and Bell are number three and four and they're really just interchangeable and they're they're there they're knocking on the door both of them are, are and I want, I want to say we saw did, did Bell pitch did she pitch against us I think she pitched against us one time I think we faced Aria at USFA may have been yeah yeah you saw Aria and she did she did yeah we saw Bell too she's not overpowering but the girl hits spots and she changes speeds she, she was pretty good I was um, I gotta admit she was very impressive and I don't think we faced AJ at all against you guys but I've seen yeah. I've obviously seen AJ and AJ and that was one of those that you guys I know that's that's a coaching decision right. that's on me and I love Jamie I love AJ's mom and grandma and grandpa grandma and grandpa and from my point of view going against you guys she played with all of you guys yeah well she has played multiple times in the past with you guys AJ is in my estimation somebody that we you know think she could get a little too jacked up for it yeah, but it's she either going to be so bad. She wants it, wants it, wants it. It's either going to be great or terrible. Yeah. Like there wasn't going to be a it. middle, and it's sometimes you can't take that risk of the terrible. Um, and and it's it's not fair to even the kid, you know. Yeah. And that's that that thing where you know the example I used with with Macy, you know, sometimes the kid has that look of focus and determination, and then sometimes they'll you know when you have that relationship, they'll come up and and you know give you that look, and you can you can run with it. Um, and make that decision but other times you have to look out for what's best for them and there's been teams that you know even with some of our other pitchers where i was just like i can't i can't throw them against this team because this team kind of feasts on yeah. what she does and you know those girls can pitch against like aj could easily pitch against you guys and she might have might might not have success but yeah. when there's only so many innings to go yeah. to kind of one ball up one ball i can't I, and my kind of gut tells me, like, maybe go with Bell on this one. Yeah. That's what and I'm going to do. And it was and, smart. But, see, that's where I'm very, very lucky so far. And I know everything, things could change tomorrow. I hope they don't. But I'm very, very realistic on that. I'm just going to keep doing what I do. Yeah. And if people have an issue with that, they don't, whatever issue they have is not going to be a real one. They're going to be, their issue is going to be about their kid and playing right. time. It's not going to be anything real negative. Yeah. Cause you're I mean, not going to do, you're not going to do anything unethical. Not you're gonna not going to do anything. Do I'm not even worried about it. You know? So yeah, I, I, I totally agree with you. Um, you know, and a big thing, I think, you know, you, you kind of hit on it a little bit, um, a little bit before there, but you know, for me that, you know, you kind of hit, you know, look at practice, look at practice, look at practice. Are you watching practice? You know, a big thing for me, for kids, you know, for the parents, I mentioned it before, honestly evaluate where your kid's at, you know, know what they do well, know what they struggle at. Come talk to the coach. I'll give you an honest assessment of where your kid's at, what I want them to work on and make them work on it. You know, not if they're only coming out those two days a week 
And when their time is with me, if they have a hitch in their throw and the only time they're working on the hitch in the throw is when I see them those two days a week, they're probably not going to get that fixed over the course of the season. That needs to be fixed in the off season so that I can then plug them wherever they want to be at and know that the throwing is not going to be detrimental. If you're not working on that in the off season, if you're not picking a ball up those three days that we're not together, it's not going to get fixed. It's just the bad habit always wins out um, because you are not doing enough to create the good ones. So at the end of last fall, we I wrote every family an email for their daughter and explained to them like what things I good things and things that I felt like they needed to work on. Every single girl nice. got an email from me about here's two or three things that we can do better. Here's two or three things that they did awesome and I want them to continue working at. Then we then I had each girl write three things that they needed to work on that they needed to improve on for spring. All of them I think so we're, you know just little things like that mm-hmm. makes them think about it. Make them aware. The same thing about make them aware of what a quality at bat is. Make them aware of like, okay, I need to pick my elbow up when I'm when I'm doing. I need to, I need to be more disciplined at the plate. As a leadoff hitter, I don't need to go after the first pitch, especially if it's a ball. Yeah. So there's just tons of things, but they don't know. They don't think about that stuff. Yeah. They're they're not. They're babies still. They're <laughs> ten and eleven years old. So there, but it, but you just tell them once or twice and it clicks. Yeah. So you just got to talk to them and let them know like, Hey, you're so much better hitter than that. Don't waste your swing on yeah. a, on a ball that's six inches off the plate. Yeah. Yeah. The communication side of it's so huge so and you've just got to, you get them thinking about that stuff though. You have them write it down. Yeah. Yeah. You we let did. the parents know where you're coming from. And I think that just develops the trust. It's big. Now they trust me. To, if they're not daughters not getting as much innings it's not because I don't love them it's not because it's because it's because of only one thing well a couple things I guess like you said only one ball to go around yeah and it, it that's basically it I mean if I can't pitch everybody and as a coach I mean I you know I'm I'm always fine like I I tell even other coaches like if you're if your problem with me is that you would do something different in a lineup. That's a that's a managerial thing. Like my strategy may be different than your strategy. My mind lineup may be completely different than what you do. You may put value at certain types of hitters in certain slots in the lineup. I'm fine with those kind of critiques because to me that's strategy. You know, there's there's more than one ways to do things. I'm I, I expect that as mm-hmm. a, as a manager. The ones that I don't the ones that I don't do well with are the if you're if you're personally attacking because you think that I'm doing something like detrimental. I'm not if I'm I would never do anything detrimental to a girl. I would never tell a girl that I didn't think she was good. I would never tell a girl that I didn't think she could get any somewhere. Like I would never devalue a girl. So if you're if you're critiques on me and your problems with me are just that you would do something different i'm fine with that that's that's every coach gets it. i question major league baseball managers on their lineup choices and have for years just because i have different ideas of things that i would do i remember um when the i was a yankee fan and the yankees had mark Teixeira, you know on the team and he they would put these crazy shifts on him and i'm just like if they're gonna do that like make him the number two hitter and let him bunt down the third baseline and get on base. And then you still have all of these other hitters with people. Like, 
you know, to do it's a different. But then they didn't do that. They were well. He's we paid him to hit home runs, so we want him to hit home runs. Well, his average went from three where he was a three thirty hitter down to a two hundred hitter. Yeah, and he still hit his home runs. But you're gonna have difference of opinion on strategy yeah. stuff. I'm fine with that. Just you know, don't don't look at it as I'm. I'm playing like, you know, the quote you'll hear is like daddy ball. I, I don't, you know, no. I've been, I've been very blessed. And my favorite thing is that I, I get to coach my daughter and that's awesome. But, you know, my thing is if there's, if there's somebody that's a better player than what she's, what she is in a spot, that person's playing there. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're not going to, it's not going to be gifted to you. You know, she's, if she, if she wants that position and she's working for that position and she can play the position, you know, she's got to earn it just like everybody else does. And if you want it, take it. Go out, bust your butt, compete, and you'll probably get it. You know, because, you know, she, you know, the one value is she's versatile. She can move around. Um, not everybody can do that. But at this age, you know, they're, they're 10, they're 11, they're 12 years old. They can move around. They can play other positions. And I'm not locking anybody into any spot. I just want to see you work for it. I want to see you go and try to take it. And if you're... You know, if you're only doing practice, like I said, those two days a week, it's not enough because she's practicing five days a week. Yeah. Like yeah. E- easy. So that's my thing is if you want it, work harder, you know, than, than she is or the person in front of you and teach the kids to do that. Teach them how to compete. It's not about the win. It's about can you compete? Can you see something you want in life, set a goal, set a bunch of little goals and then work your way to get it? That's what it's about. It's, you're not going to show up on a team of mine, not practice, and be gifted a spot, especially if eight of the other girls are working. Mm-hmm. You're just not. and You're falling you know, behind. Yeah, you're falling way behind, and then some other girl's going to want it, and they're going to, and even if, you're ta- even if you're that talented, you know, some girl is going to be less talented but more hardworking, and they're going to catch you and pass you and bump you off. And so that's my thing is just, you know, it's, it's kind of a... Um, I use the analogy in like school. If if you have a kid, you know, with um, you know, because if you don't really gauge where your kid's at, you know, struggling wise. If I have a kid that's struggling with ground balls, or I have a kid that's struggling with this. You know, Maddie's got her weaknesses. Everybody's got weaknesses. But if I don't ever tell them in a you know constructive way what their their weaknesses are, they don't know. They don't ever improve them. They don't ever get better. If if my kid was at was struggling in school in math, I could say I could go to the teacher and be like, yeah, but. You know, the girl that sits next to her has a lower grade than she does. So, you know, so she she should be, you know, she should be better. Like, her grade should be higher because the girl next to her has struggled more. Like, no, we don't do that. We we would get her, I would get her a tutor. I would get her extra things. Like, we would work more. So it's just funny to me that in 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 softball and other things in life, we don't. We we make excuses. We try to blame other people instead of just getting them the help and the coaching and in most cases again they're young kids it's just more reps go out in the yard and play catch yep you know throw them some ground balls some fly balls that's all they really need is that little bit more so that they're more prepared for practice you know i that's one of my big things is maddie i'm very big in preparing for practice you know we we got we went out the other day and uh, one of the coaches on the travel team that she's on said that you know she uh they may be you know, they may be working you in at first base. So, and then they invited us to go out. We went out at the practice and that's when he said it. So we worked a little bit at first base and I worked just some basic things with her that I wanted to see. And it was funny because then we go to the practice 
And all the stuff that we worked on that she was now prepared for at first base allowed her to be more comfortable in the practice. So yep. she wasn't just getting new material that she then had to process. She was able to just put it into action. Oh, it's reinforcing. And so she, you could see it. Like the light bulb was on. She was ready to go. And she looked great over there. And that's my, you know, if you're a parent and you know the game, maybe you don't. You know, maybe you you, you trust. You know, there's things, you know, I'm new math and stuff in school. I have to trust your teachers because I can't yep. do it the way they do it. So I've got to trust them. But as a player, you know, if you know, if you have any kind of softball, baseball pedigree in your past, you can help your kid prepare a little bit more by just doing some stuff in the front yard. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and just get them ready and prepared for practice so that it allows them to be ready to go for games. You know, the more they can do in practice the right way, the better they're going to be. So That's exactly right. That's exactly right. You just did what well, I've said. We've probably said it five times. We are only out there two nights a week to expect anything. You got to be prepped to go to practice, especially for, especially coming in on a new team. I mean, you go there and you show that coach that you already know, at least you have an idea of proper footwork around a bag. Uh, You know, that's That's huge. A certain point, they're going to try out for high school teams. They're going to maybe try out for other travel teams, and and that. Just like anything, if they get more versed at it and they get more and more work, and all it takes is just a little bit of time. You just work on that foot footwork around first base, or or if you're catching, work on your footwork, catch the ball and get your feet and your shoulders square. You know, there's a hundred different coaching uh, points you can go through, um, but you you have to you just have to put the time in. Yeah, and. To, to expect results and not put the work in is, uh, you it's know. It's like lunacy. It's like yeah, lunacy. and that just comes down to, and I don't think those girls are very long for the game. Right. Not through really any fault of theirs. They're not getting pushed by mom and dad at home maybe to go out, yep. go off the tablet and go out and practice or, or just make it fun, like go out there and just practice with them. Like go outside and play catch. We were at, um, we were at Madeira. We were having a, just Maddie and I were out practicing, um, and the University of Iowa comes down and they use Madeira Beach's field during this time because I'm sure it's an ice storm. We went down there on Saturday morning and saw them. We 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 were hitting nice on at the nets at the uh, cages. Okay, so and we sat we we did our workout and then we we left. We went to 7-Eleven across the street and then got some slurpees. Came back and we're watching them and yes. Um, <laughs> Um, so we went and got slurpees, and then we, uh, you know, we're sitting there watching them. And the thing that was really was cool for us was, you know, the couple things that I pointed out that she took away was one, how much engaged the entire team was during the course of their practice. So they're just taking simple ground balls, you know, at third base and doing little drills just like they do at their age. But everybody on the field is engaged. Everybody on the field is talking. Everybody on the field is cheering for the girl to make the play. And then when she does, they're cheering for her, you know, for making the play. And it was just so engaging. And then obviously the speed of the game gets so much faster. Their arm strength is so much better. So you see how quickly they react. But, you know, and so I'm talking to her and about, you know, anticipating the play. You know, one of the plays that she watched that was a great teachable moment was there was a ball, there was a bunt. And uh, third base picked it up, fired it to first. There was a runner. It was basically was going to be a sacrifice bunt. 
picks it up, throws the out at first base. The first baseman immediately gets into throwing position and fires it to second just to see if she could catch the runner rounding second a little bit too far on the sacrifice. And then your girl had to dive back in, and it was close. And it's like when you do things the right way, when you practice the right way, and you get that fast where you assume they're going to try this because you would, it makes the game speed up. And, I mean, they look phenomenal, but she was just amazed at the speed of the game but it was funny because I could watch kind of the light bulb in her head. Like I could see it and she was just like, okay, I see it now. I can, I can get there. Like I can get that. And uh, so that was just really cool to me. You know, when you have those opportunities to see, and then I explained to her, it's like, do you see how engaged all these girls are the whole time? And she's like, yeah. And I said, well, I said, when you think about your teams that you've played on the last couple of years, like during our practices, how many girls would you say are, you know, engaged like that, not carrying on private conversations when you're waiting to go field a ground ball, you're in that little line. She's like, probably like two or three, maybe four, are probably engaged watching. I was like, okay. Everybody on this team is those four. Yeah. From their teams. So you keep taking all of these. When you get to the collegiate level, it's all those best fours from every team are the ones that they've pulled together. So it becomes very, very difficult. So you have to remain those four you have to remain to be those ones that are always engaged watching what the other girls are doing cheering them on seeing the plays they make seeing the things that they do well seeing the things that if it were you that you would do to fix it or how would you do it to duplicate it it was such a great conversation so i encourage anybody that's a new or younger coach if you can go watch it you know, go watch USF. You know, I know uh, there's like the Florida Four that comes and plays mm-hmm. up at your guys' at Eddie Seymour. Um, go watch it. You know, it's such a great conversation to have with your girls when it's when they can see it done right. You know, USF is not far. I mean, we're in Tampa Bay area, so you girls that are, you know, Team Tampa, you live out that way. Go, go watch USF. They have a phenomenal starting pitcher, and um, they have one of their – we went and watched one of their games. I think they were playing um, – I don't even remember now who the team was, but I think the girl hit two or three home runs in the game and just phenomenal. Just go go watch it. You know, see it done. It's you know, get get some heroes. That's kind of one of my big negatives on softball. I mean, and you may be the same. You played, I played. We always had heroes. You know, we always had the guys that we emulated and copied their style and wanted yeah. to look like, you know, feel the ball like they did or hit like they did. And I just don't feel like the girls really they're starting to college college softball last year was i think the college world series got the highest ratings ever in its in its history um on tv but start to get yourself a hero you know watch the watch the oklahomas and the jocelyn Alos and you know watch watch what these girls are doing because they're phenomenal yeah go watch them play it um because it's it's such a great time and for coaches you know bring the girls because it it makes it to where you can really teach the why behind the things you're doing. Yeah. You know, it's, it's huge. Um, the next one that I'm going to bring to you, I don't know that you have, I, I assume that you would because of how competitive your organization is. Um, we haven't had a whole lot of it. I've, I've had to deal with it a little bit and it hasn't really been a super problem, but have you had to deal with the poachers, the poaching coaches that are constantly trying to come and steal away your girls? And how do you deal with that? I, I fortunately have not had to deal with that oh, yet. So lucky. Um, you know, mine are just pretty new. I don't know. We just put out. I, 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 yeah, it would make me really upset. I, I don't know what they would say. Like, uh, 
Yeah, it's, to it's tough to pull away leave. from. Yeah, it's tough um, to pull away. You guys are such a classy organization. Unless it, but sometimes people like. Well, I have girls that live. I have two girls that live in Lakeland. Two girls that live in uh, south of the Skyway. Oh wow! So, um, you know, I don't know. I, I, I my not really poaching but the thought of losing them sure i've been honest with the parents just i certainly understand if like this gets to be too much for you i i understand i mean no hard feelings i don't think i haven't had anybody really because at our age group and the teams around here that's just they're gonna come yeah, so it, I mean, I, you know, and I haven't had it. I haven't had it a whole lot in mind. Um, I've seen, you know, some of the other coaches and, and more of the upper, um, the older girls have really tried. Um, yeah, I think that happens a lot as they get older, especially, um, um, you know, where where they get to know each other. The thing about it is, is that, you know, we're starting to know, like, we're certainly no Mad Beach girls now, yeah. and no Team Tampa girls. No, all them, and I know they're on good organizations. Like the Team Tampa girls, there's some really great players over yeah. there, and uh, uh, you know, would you love to coach them? Sure, but not at the expense of being a yeah, not at the expense of being that guy. Uh, yeah, I don't want to be that guy. I want to have some in our coaching circle, hopefully. Everybody can respect each other, and, and you know. But if somebody has to make a move because it's next door, yeah, uh, or just if you the organization is really taking a hit, yeah, people are leaving, and they're like, "Well, I I want to be," you know, I get that. So, and that's good that you haven't. You know, the things that I where I've seen it mostly is been young. the like the ones that are kind of trying to they're they're not happy with whatever it is they have and so they're they're you know either leaving and they're they're going to go start their own thing and that's typically where they're trying to grab because it's hard you know we we, we have such a competitive area um when you run down kind of the teams you know between between you guys you know lutes the lutes Batbuster organization kangaroo courts the you know the bombers texas glory sarasota heat you know ohana wc storm like team tampa madeira beach you know there's, there's that's a lot of teams within a very tight radius and that's not even all of them that's just kind of off the off the top of my head so when you're in warriors you know when you're pulling from bonet when you're pulling all of these um these girls that we have this talent in this area when you're pulling all of those teams to all of all, all those players to all of those teams and then you go and you start a new team that's just difficult like it's it's just a very hard thing to pull enough players to be a decent program yeah much less a you know to have a team like it's just hard you know so then uh, i start to see that poaching thing oh we need a pitcher we need a catcher so they go and they try to take from you know maybe they'll, they'll go and they'll try to grab a number two from yeah. you know a top organization well you'll pitch you'll pitch a lot here but you know, I kind of look at it as again. Hopefully, those girls are competitive and they're trying to earn their way and learn yeah. and you know be a part of something really, really great and keep challenging and pushing themselves and not just willing to go and settle for an easy path. Yes, yeah. it's you not. would hope so. You'd hope. You would hope so. What are what are the teams? So we're gonna we're gonna wrap up. We've we've actually gone quite a while. Um, 
but you know it, it's one of those that kind of just flew by but um i just kind of want to get your take you know for 10 you you know you guys look did you guys lose anybody coming no so you got so you guys were phenomenal this past season and yeah. you're just rolling right into a new who are who are that who are those opponents for you this season that you're you're kind of like checking off on the uh, the, the tournament calendar so to speak who's on the list that are going to be those tough battles for you well we like i said i'll go back to the fellow co- coaches um we played pretty decent schedule we i didn't exactly know who we what we were going to be coming into it i felt like i had like i said an athletic team um and they were headsy they were good good headsy tenue young tenue ball players and then we had success and just kind of grew from there and then after the first tournament i was like oh yeah we're gonna be all right and then we so we the other coaches as we went through this season um we i developed some friendships with the team tampa mike fuller uh uh, jason esperanza from ohana uh uh, weston explosion um and uh uh jeff humphrey with the santa fe inferno we're going to run once a month starting in january starting this weekend okay uh, once a month, we're going to play us five teams are going to have a round robin, like a one day hopefully save money on tournament expenses Nice, just to and just a true scrimmage Yeah. Okay. so get those girls some good opportunities the my number three, four, five pitcher you get a pitch Yeah. And we'll see where you're at, because we're going to be playing four other teams that, that are quality at bats quality pitching, so this is you're going to get your reps. Nice. That's the only way you really get better. And so these four teams, we we lost in the semis in both the PGF and the U-Trip and for the fall states. So we obviously, we need to do better. We, I want to win one of those. So hopefully this gets the girls more... You know, it's games played at a higher speed when you're playing against... When we play against you, it's a higher speed game than it is against some of the other teams right um and it's the same way with this group of teams so it's a long-winded answer to be like i think we're gonna we're gonna get a lot of good reps against those teams and that's who's gonna be my targets nice against my friends like it's always yeah it's so much fun it's always good to beat your friends yeah you know um, and i was you know i was really impressed um you know we we battled against i think team tampa fuller we played against them, I want to say five times in every game. I, I, I think, with exception of one, was a one-run game. I yeah. think it was like four to three once, three to two once. I think we had one time where we beat them three to one. Um, but every one of them was just—it was a battle. I mean, yep. it was just a grind battle. Those girls, um, those Ohana, girls worked their tail off. They're going. Ohana to... was tough. We played Ohana pretty early um, this season. I would love to have been able to play them again. Um, because they were, you know, the, the coaches were super cool. Um, yeah. You know, one of the things for me is, you know, you guys were one. You know, when when I have, you know, my, you know, because I'm dad, I'm dad first. I'm dad first, coach second. Um, you know, when I look at her, you know, but I, but I, just, but she understands that when we're on the field, it's I'm coach, you know, and so I'm not gonna be. But when the game's over, when that final out's done, I go right back into dad, and especially when she's been successful. So I've got to run out there and, and give her a big hug. 
And, and one of the cool things that I that I saw this season, you guys did it every time we played you, um, and then Ohana, you know, every time that we played them, which was um, I think we played them twice, was that they their coach made it a point to go up to you know go up to her and really you know hey you're phenomenal you did great you know yeah. keep your head up like. Um, you know, was joking with her. To me, that means the world. You yeah. Because it means the world to her. You know? yeah. So it means the world to me because, you know, here's these other coaches that are picking her up. Um, so she knows. Because, you know, dad tells you, hey, you're pretty good. It's like, yeah, whatever. You're my dad. You're supposed to say that. Yeah. But when these other coaches, when you guys go up to her and we're like, you know, you're, you're freaking phenomenal. She's like, yeah. hey, that other coach said I was really good. Yeah. You know, and, and, and it, it means more. It means and, something. And so that was one of the big things with some of those teams that you, you know, and we, we played Santa Fe Inferno once. Um, they, they got us again early on. Um, you know, we made a lot of mistakes. So I would have liked redemption for them. And then um, Florida Burn was another one that we, did you play? Did you guys play them? We did not. No. Um, we played them, I think, three, three times in the first, it was our first tournament of the season. And they got us all three times. Um, Natty was coming off being sick, really didn't have a whole lot of practice in, and you know she just ran out of gas. Um, and she didn't pitch the first one, she pitched the second one, and they ended up uh, doing a delay steal at home to, to walk it off. Mm -hmm. um, and then in the last, the, the championship game, they, uh, Maddie struggled and, and walked some people. But, uh, but we, again, we, we battled back, we got it to within one run, and then just, wasn't quite enough so I would have loved to have played them again um, and I'm just I'm competitive that way you know I want to see if we've gotten better so I always want that that barometer I want that measuring stick so you know, when we battled with you guys it was nice because you know we we have the tie and then you know, we um, and then I think you guys got us the next game and then after that and we got we were finally able to beat you and then we played in another tournament and you got us again and it was like you know, so it was just, it, it was nice. It was nice yeah. to have those battles, and I like that. So what you guys are doing with that tournament, that's, that's that kind of thing is, is the thinking that that's why you get paid the big bucks to do all this. Um, well, those guys, uh, Humphrey's the one that kind of kind of spearheaded it. Um, his daughter plays the Division One ball. She's a pitcher. His old older daughter. Um, it just seems like a, you know, I don't know them like on a daily basis, but as coaches, like you said, they're they were good to my girls. Yeah. And if you're good to my girls, yeah. Yeah. and you know, respectful to me, I guess, and and my coaches, and most importantly, my girls. Yeah. I just there's nothing. It, it's the most fun you can have. It's yeah. the most fun we. Uh, that's all you can do is just just be respectful of your opponents. Some yeah, of those, sometimes they can take it a little far. Some far. parents and stuff, and some people get excited out there. But um, yeah, be, I be, also kind of think they have good hearts. Yeah, be be competitive. You know, I'm competitive. Um, I don't even care if you're hooting and hollering and yelling and all that stuff. Do all that. You know, be be proud of, be passionate, be you know, love it, love what you're doing. Um, I'm not a big fan of like the clock management i hate the clock in in softball I, yeah. I feel like the game's a game so i don't do that kind of thing um i do I too don't, i don't, I don't like it um, i don't like that you know, but it's, it's part of the rules it, it and it's part of that so it, it's not it's, it's not illegal yeah. i just for me it's just it's one of those things where i don't i don't condone's not the right word it's legal it's within the rules it's fine it's just one of those things where I take note of 
so to speak. Yeah. So like if you do those types of things and then make it more of a big deal than it was, mm -hmm. the next time we play, I may not give you that yeah. opportunity. Yeah. Um, and so, and that's kind of like, I look at, you know, cause again, it's not necessarily dirty, um, but there are some of those that I've, you know, that I've coached against that are just, you know, they're, they're mean to the girls, their own girls, not my girls, um, but they're mean to their own girls. They, yeah. they kind of play a dirty win at all cost style. And I have kind of the college football mentality. Like it's a recruiting thing, um, even though I'm not actually recruiting any players um, where it's, I'm gonna I'm gonna run up the score a bit mm -hmm. um, if I can because I know that you would do it to me. Like if you're trying to recruit and show out in front of other people, you know. So those are the ones that I'll run it up. But once I've done it once, then it's like okay, we're good. And if you if you you know you kind of there's some coaches that have been a little bit of like you know where they backstabbed or they you know, ran you know just did things that I didn't yeah. agree with as a on a personal level. Um, those are the ones that I, I put, I mark you down. You're on the list. Yeah. Like, I, I look, I look to play your team and we're going to go, we're going to have some extra hard preparing sessions mm -hmm. for that game. And then once it's done, it's done and I've moved on. It's yeah. just, you know, so, well, look, man, um, you know, we, we've gone for a bit. I, you know, it's been awesome having you on here to be able to kind of pick your brain a little bit um one of the things that i will recommend with this if you know if you can you you do know a ton of coaches you know i'd love to i'd love to learn more about them i'd love to get together maybe even do kind of a panel type thing with uh with a couple of different ones and kind of piggyback on each other and see what we can do so you know um you know the coaches coaches that are out there you know if you're listening to this you know coach fuller coach uh, esperanza you know you guys want to get together i'd love to kind of pick your brains and just talk shop a little bit um organizationally we can do it as an organization so um if you're looking to be a guest on here you know um you can reach me at shaping tdc at gmail.com um contact void you know he knows how to get a hold of me um i'd love to be able to to, to uh, just really just pick your game you know pick your brain talk shop you know see what we can do to kind of help this community really get the prestige and notoriety that it deserves because the girls that we have around here are phenomenal and they're they, they constantly are putting out you know d1 college level players and i think it's about time the rest of the country started noticing it so if we can if we can put out there what we're doing right in this area and, and kind of talk up these coaches and these organizations that's what this show is about so hit me up on that email um, reach out to coach boyd you know if you haven't go you know check if you see him if you see him gonna be at you know that 10u Clearwater bullets team if they're gonna be playing in a tournament go watch them they're a fun team to watch a lot of speed a lot of heart uh, Macy's fantastic. You know, they're, they're, they're a fun team and uh, he does it the right way. So that's all I got for today. Coach, thank you so much for spending time with us. And You're just, welcome. Yeah, thank, thank you.